This episode of LIW The Walking Dead Review is brought to you by Traumatic Brain Injury, reminding you that Waffle Blue Iron costs no more senior citizens and such. LIW The Walking Dead and Fear The Walking Dead Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LAW for the Walking Dead Review. Was this 56? Episode 56 of this show? Good Christ, what happened? Today's episode of 209 for the Walking Dead, Los Muertos. I'm a whitey and I can say that, despite it being in Spanish. Isn't that amazing? I need a pat on the back. I can't say that in Spanish, though. So, guys, this episode, um, we get back to Nick. Uh, yeah, this, this is an interesting one. I like this episode a lot. I really did. I'm just going to say that up front. Um, it begins with Nick waking up in a poverty hospital. I mean, he is in Mexico. And I'm not saying that because it's Mexico. I'm just saying this is like a super poverty hospital because you shouldn't be able to hear animals, like farm animals, when you're in the fucking hospital. Unless you're unless it's a hospital for animals. Like, if you're at the fucking vet, uh, you can understand hearing some animals. But he's in the human hospital. And there's this, like, like outside the fucking door, and he can just clearly hear it. And that's not a good place to find yourself. That's You're never happy that you're in that situation, right? So, um, Nick goes for a goddamn walk. He wanders off, and he goes down a hill. And I'm like, this is the same location from before. They're just reusing it. It's when Chris escaped and stole the knife off the dead guy's head and stuff, and... Whatever. Okay, we're doing this. So Nick finds a little girl, and she, uh, this scene was a little confusing for me in real time because I didn't know what the fuck happened. I still don't really know what happened, I guess, so I so subtract that real-time thing. He finds a little girl and says her dad's in this. Her dad's out there, and they show what he's looking at, and it's this fenced-off courtyard filled with zombies that aren't that for some reason aren't going after the fence. Like, they're just wandering around. Like, it looks like a slow-motion version of a soccer game. It looks like they're just, not because it's Mexico, just because they're they're just, like, shuffling back and forth across this weird field. But instead, like, most zombies you see in these shows are just going at the fence when humans walk by. But these ones are like, eh, fuck it. I noticed the zombies in this are just so lethargic compared to The Walking Dead. It's very strange, right? Have, have you guys noticed that? I'm not sure if they're doing a, they're West Coast, so they're more relaxed zombies. I'm not sure what they're going for with this. But they're just not as aggressive in this version. And I'll get to that in a little bit here. Okay, fenced off courtyard, like I said. Um, everyone's praying. The and This guy gives them their gun, his guns, and he walks through this bus, which is like the fence goes around the bus or stops at the bus on both sides, and so the bus is kind of like the doorway. It's cool looking. You enter the bus, you go at the back of the bus, and then you're in the courtyard. And that's the only way in and out. Uh, it's cool looking. I'm fine with it. I really don't have a problem. It was cool. The problem is that makes the fence very weak. It has a it's two spots where you can just knock it the fuck over. Really, that's really what it means. But they just the, the zombies never go for it. It's very strange. So the guy goes in there, and then he's, everyone starts praying and chanting and shit. And then he goes in there and just lets him meet him. And I'm like, was this guy bitten? What was it a sacrifice? What the hell's going on right now? I just couldn't figure out what was happening. They didn't really say it. And, and if they did, I don't know Spanish, so I didn't fucking hear it or know what it meant. So I don't. I just don't know what happened. I get. I'm guessing. Two things. Either he was bitten or it was a sacrifice. I really don't know because this episode does end with you going, ooh, like maybe it was a sacrifice. I get a little weird feeling from this, a little weird vibe. Okay, so 
cuts and we see Madison, Victor, and Alicia for the first time since the break. And they're looking for Travis. They're in a, they're in a truck. And it felt like The Stand, like Stephen King's The Stand, if you've seen that miniseries. It's, it's, I love that miniseries. But it just felt like that. They're just like staring out into the nothingness, and it's just like this weird, ominous feeling. And it feels like this whole show, this one specifically, The Fear of the Walking Dead, feels like that because it's they have money, but they want to stretch it out, and it just, it's kind of the same setting, like desert feeling as The Stand, and it just feels like we're not going to blow our wad yet. Like, we're going to save that for later for the Vegas scenes in the stand. And, the, and then this one, like, for when shit goes awry, like, episode 214, 215. I don't know how many they're doing this season. I assume the break was at 7, so they're probably doing 14, right? Like, the, the Walking Dead does 16, so they take the break at 8. So I'm just doing the, you know, transitive property of math, I guess, would just be that means this would be 14, right? Is that how the transitive property works? I don't know. Um, anyway, so Nick is walking around this fucking poverty place and he gets called over to the hospital. I'd call it poverty place, but really that's how it would be. And we're just kind of making fun of it. And again, it's not because it's Mexico. It's because it's like <laughs> little shacks and like fence, chain link fence all around this place. And it's just like, they don't have anything. And that's what this episode is about is them getting stuff. And anyway, so the Nick gets called over to the hospital to help and they make fun of him. He's not doing any good catching flies in his mouth or something like that. Um, the guy from the last episode reveals that he's not a doctor. He's actually a pharmacist, the smooth talker dude who I can't tell what the fuck race he is. He's like a weird mix of Mexican, black, and Asian. I, I don't know what the hell's going on there. He looks like the future. He looks like what we would all evolve into. And he, he looks like a beautiful man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. He it's like when you see what could be, and that's like what humanity is in this guy's face, it's beautiful. It's like looking into the eyes of God. Anyway, the Abigail is gone, and they're like, what do we do, you know? And Madison's like, what do we do? And Ophelia's like, how about we walk into the sea? I'm like, she is a fucking... Ophelia is just a buzzkill all around. I realize she just lost both her parents, but she's also like 37. So maybe you learn to live with that in a way. She's She seems like a 37-year-old. I don't know how old the actress is, but she seems like... Honestly, 35, 30 to 37. That's how old the actress seems. And not that she looks older. She just seems like her personality is like very stoic and like, but they give her lines of dialogue and give her things to react with that would be in Alicia's state of mind. Like there should be her age range or someone, someone that age. It's very weird. I don't, I don't like her. I don't like her at all. She has nothing going on with her. So they, um, Madison keeps freaking out. She's like, "We'll find him. We'll find Travis. We'll go. We'll go get Travis. It's not a big deal. We'll go get." Him. And Alicia's like, "Mom, it's me and you now, whether you like it or not." And I expected Madison to be like, ah, "Fuck, fine. All the good characters are gone. Nick's gone. Even Chris is good because he had something going on. God damn, I'm stuck with this fucking girl." <sighs> they leave a note in rock or sticks. It says, "Abigail lost head north." Uh, that's very vague. North is a an enormous direction. I think they're against the coast. They're against the water, though. So yeah, it kind of eliminates some of the wandering off to the to the west a little bit. Point is, they leave that, and then they drive up the beach to a hotel, and it's this awesome shot of like the so the back of the hotel, and they just sit there and look at it, 
and they get out and they're looking for movement basically and they're like, I don't see anything. It's crazy. And I'm like, why would a hotel be a good idea? You know what I mean? I understand that you have to find supplies and where there's people, there's supplies, but also where there's people, there are now dead people who are wandering around looking for you to eat. You're their food. Like you're looking for the food they had, they once had, but you are now their food. So let's not go to the the massive complex that housed people its entire existence. It's always been a hotel. I don't I don't know historically. I'm just saying, as far as they know, this thing houses people for a business. That's what the fuck it is. It's not like you're going to McDonald's. It's like people went in there sometimes and then ate and then they would leave immediately. This is a place where people went to fucking sleep. Their families were there. There's weddings there, which they show. And then there's this like constantly shit going on because it's a fucking hotel in the middle of a city. And why would that be a good idea to go into? I don't understand. Other than it would make a cool scene. And like maybe there's some water. But you know what? You fucking find water somewhere where there's not thousands of zombies. And they do sit there and go, Ooh, there's no movement. And like oh, that's supposed to be the reason it's okay for us to... Like uh, to allow them as an audience to go, okay, yeah, they're that dumb. That's fine. There's no movement. They'll go in there, whatever. So Nick is filling the water, trying to trying to make himself useful for the sick people. He's filling the water buckets. The tank is empty. He goes to fill it with a tap, and uh, Luciana t- tells him that it's worse than the bloody bandages, uh, the water from the tap that is. And but she says it in Spanish, and everything is always in Spanish despite him not knowing Spanish, and they all know this fact, and Luciana knows fucking English. I don't know why they are very insistent in speaking the, their native tongue to him. I understand that like he's an interloper, he's the outsider kid, so let's give him a hard time. But at the same time, when you're trying to give clean water to people who need clean water, maybe you go ahead and uh, break your little rule there and speak some English. I, I'm not saying people should have to speak English. I'm just saying this is people's lives. <laughs> you, you might, your people... That you might kill because you didn't say it in, in, in English this one time. I'm just saying sometimes you need to if you want him to understand. If you don't want him to understand, fuck it, do what you want. I don't care. If you want people to die, that's fine. That's, that's, that's also fine. But that's just what you choose. And that's what we're going to live with there. So they go into the hotel. Um, Madison, Victor, and what the fuck, early show, right? And it's boarded up from the inside. And that gives them some suspicions. Um, and they're like, we need to be quiet there. And then Victor starts ringing the bell. It's a funny little moment. He doesn't give a shit. He just lost his lover. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, we cut back to Luciana and Nick. They enter the courtyard. And where the zombies were, they go into the bus. She does not explain anything to him. She just keeps saying things in Spanish. And he has no fucking idea. They cover themselves in blood. And this is what I was saying in this version of uh, The Walking Dead. Um, how easy it is to blend in with the zombies. It's kind of like when you see Halloween outfits and you see someone who spent a lot of fucking time and you're like, that is awesome. You rarely see them in person. You see them online, like the guy who built the suit. Or there's like this recent one I've seen where the girl builds like this crazy creature and she's like hunched over and walking around outside to test it out and it's fucking awesome. But then you get the version of the six-year-old who whose mom just put some white, powder on his face and some vampire fangs in there and put that little drizzle on his of blood on his on his chin and call that him a vampire and you're like that's the laziest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life you didn't even try what do you you run like a 15 hour shift at the diner and you had three and a half minutes to get him ready 
in the car, and that was it. And that's fine if that's what happened, but that's what it looks like. And this is kind of like that. It's where they go, we have to blend in with the zombies. I'll make a little, like, Ash Wednesday. I'll make a little fucking cross of blood on my forehead, and I am just invisible to these zombies. I am covered in camo underneath some brush, sniper-type blending in with these fucking zombies. It's, it's batshit insanity how stupid it is, how easily they can just blend in. I really don't like it. I really don't. It's kind of cool. But remember The Walking Dead, the original, when in the first season, Glenn and uh, Rick have to cover themselves. They put these coats on, and then they cover the coats in guts and shit, and they're just like, walking really slow. Starts to rain. Happens in the the sixth season of The Walking Dead. Starts to rain, and then, you know, the fucking kid gets killed. Um, Spoiler alert. You don't know who I'm talking about, so it doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, it's really like an effort, and they really have to, like, Oh, like Sean, Sean of the Dead. They have to like oh, and do a lot of performance and move at a pace. And in this, uh, they gut the zombie. They splash a little blood on him. And as they were doing that, the zombie's walking toward him. And then in this reality, the zombie goes, "Human, oh, slight amount of blood. I guess that smells like a zombie now. Therefore, I see nothing. I'll walk over here." Not toward the fence, though, where those humans are that I want to eat. Mm-mm-mm, not doing that. Nope. Let's play a slow-motion soccer game with no ball or goals. Yep. That makes sense. I don't I don't fucking get it. It's just a little too easy f- for them to blend in. I, w- I just wanted to... I wish they had to do some sort of effort, some sort of ritual, something, instead of... Whoop, and I'm done. It made sense the first time Nick did it because he completely covered himself in blood. And this time they just go, yeah, some on my cheeks, some on my forehead, and a little on my chest. It's like a fucking, it's like a nice uh, perfume or something where you sprinkle, spritz a little on my, on my wrist and maybe a dab on my neck. That's it. And I got my, got my, my zombie perfume ready. <sighs> Stupid. So Luciana and Nick are talking and they're walking up a hill. You don't know where they're going yet. She says, every so often the ocean runs red. Basically, the world cleanses itself. And I kind of agree, I guess. It's kind of like when the virus wipes out stuff and you're like, that's what was supposed to happen. Like, we are fucking Earth over. I'm not going to go political with this. I'm just saying, and this is how it would deal with that. It's like, what are you doing? You're killing me. Mm, Plague. That's what it would do. Because why wouldn't it? The Earth is alive. It has to protect itself. It isn't. I mean, it doesn't have like a fucking mind, but it would figure something out. It would let something run amok in a weird way. I don't really know. I I say that, but I don't really know if I believe that. I just it makes sense in a way that I think. I, I, I that's the stupidest thing I've ever said in my life. But it makes kind of sense, right? You, you could see that happening. I don't know if it's real, but I could totally see it happening. And it kind of has to because just think about the way like the. Ice Age works. It just good and life. I don't know. We'll start over. It like happen. It does it on its own. So who knows? Who knows? That's all I'm saying. I don't know what I believe anymore. God damn. What the hell? What the hell? What happened right there? So the Luciana basically is taking Nick to a. <laughs> the best way I can describe it is a Raider store from Fallout, from Fallout Three and Four. If you've played that game, it's a store that they. There's this place that they turn into a store, and they put all the shelves in the middle, and it's just, like, bullshit all around. It's basically, like, the cartel turned into this. They guard, and they, they trade for drugs, because Luciana gives them a bag of drugs, and they get a cart full of water. Usually, they get two cartfuls, but now it's one. And they just go in there and shop. Whatever they can fit in the cart, they can take with them. If I were these guys, I would kick the bottoms off the cart. 
like the little cage underneath that you can put shit, I would totally kick that out because why would you want to give them that much more space? Anyway, uh, it's just what I would do if I were, you know, a Mexican cartel runner who's turned into a shopkeep. Um, yeah, the Victor and Madison are back at the bar of the hotel. The uh, Alicia and Ophelia went upstairs to go take showers. Victor says he didn't notice that Madison was a Southern Belle, and suddenly the actress that plays Madison is all about the fucking Alabama accent. I get that one line going, you know, I'm from Alabama, you know, like something like that. That's fine. Like, yep, I don't know where I'm from, yep. And that references the fact that she doesn't have that accent. But instead, what they chose to do was she gets drunker and drunker throughout the scene and refuses to give up the accent. Like, she's been hiding it this whole time. And that's just dumb. That's just stupid. I feel like the actress is... I have nothing against the actress. I'm just saying. I feel like she went, I'm from Alabama. I better use my accent then. I can do that as an actress. And nobody said, hey, don't do that. And that's just what she did. And I blame the director more than anything, really, because he should have been like, oh, we're not, we're not going to do that there, Madison. Whatever your name is. We're not, we're not, we're not doing that. No, it's, that's just dumb. Alicia and Ophelia realized that, that upstairs, or kind of Alicia realized, that the doors are marked with do not disturb signs. So they go in the one that doesn't have it, and they start to take the supply, supplies. On the way out, they see that a zombie hung himself with his tie in the shower, and they're both just stand, stand, or stand, or, uh, standing there staring at it. There we go. And they're just like, oh, oh my goodness. That's, oh man. Ah. <sighs> And they go out and close the door, and then they flip the sign over that says, Do Not Disturb. But despite the fact that the next episode is called Do Not Disturb, not this one. And I was like, you don't get to feel bad if you don't, you know, like, help him and, like, stab him in the fucking head. You know, take him out. Because then you're like, oh, I ended his pain. But in this one's like, oh, poor guy. Like, he's a poor guy hanging there because you're fucking letting him. That's it. That's the only reason he's there. If you fucking dealt with this, you could be done with it, and you, you uh, just do something. You don't get to not act and then feel bad. Stupid. Unless you're feeling bad about not acting. That's the only way you get to make sense of this. Whatever. Anyway, moving on. Nick is in the, like, the Fallout thing, uh, the Raider store. He grabs a snack cake instead of medicine or gauze or water, and then Luciana freaks out, and then he sees the head guy the owner of this place, the opera, the the proprietor of uh, the Fallout store. And he sees her on this bed in the middle of this store. Oh, the middle of the store is like this weird sick camp where the people are all on mattresses and they're all just like uh, 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 coughing and shit. And you see, Nick kind of sees that something's going on. It's like his sister, he thinks. And he's just like, all right. I don't know why he assumes it's his sister. It could have been his wife or girlfriend or just a friend. I don't know, a fuck buddy, you know. Could have been, Could have been something like that. Maybe they met on Tinder, and then the world ended. You know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know their sore story, but Nick just assumes it's a sister, and we'll get to that in a minute. But he's right. So anyway, he gets caught stealing the snack cake, and he's about to get his ham chopped off by the fucking guy, and then he makes this drug deal. And he, this is where like Victor's like, "You got skills, kid." In that first season. And this is what he meant, because he just, like, locks on to the fact that this is his sister, and she's she needs Oxy, and she's going to go crazy, and you're going to wish she was dead. And he makes this drug deal with this guy, a, a known drug dealer, who should know that if, if a guy 
is threatening your power or to make you look weak in front of your men, you have to kill him. Unless he has something just insane to offer you, which he does offer him more oxy in exchange, in exchange for another cart of water. But you have to you have to kill this guy or cut off his hand. You have to you have to do something. You you have to kick him, punch him, kill him, stab him, cut off his hand. You have to do something so the men following you aren't like he just like talked his way out of it. He just like bitch smacked our boss. He's supposed to be a powerful badass. Like like it, he's basically like the the head of the wolves, and he just didn't. He just let the guy go, and it's like. Okay, well, we're going to overthrow this guy, right? Because he's a fucking pussy. Like, it's going to happen eventually where the, he gets overthrown. Anyway, the um, they decide to do, you know, he's going to get more oxy for change for water. Anyway, they leave. Um, Madison tells Victor about her dying husband and how he was depressed. And he's like, he fell asleep behind the wheel. And he's like, she's like, that's what I told the kids. And you kind of realize he committed suicide. And that's the, the vibe you got in the last episode where they kind of reveal that. And... I was like, that's a really shitty way to commit suicide. He drove head-on into another car. I'm like, that's almost a, basically a certain way to kill somebody else. And that's a really shitty way to go out. Fuck this guy. Fuck him real hard. Um, the Madison starts drowning, or drowning, downing all these shots. It's one after another. And she decides that it would be a great idea to start throwing them against the wall. It's like, ah! <laughs> loud noises. Victor starts banging on a fucking piano. And obviously the zombies across the street that are locked in this building start to start to get a little curious what's going on over there. Because it's been, you know, pretty quiet over there recently. And then suddenly there's banging pianos and throwing shot glasses and weird glass breaking noises and people screaming. Some there's probably people over there we could eat, right? That's probably what's going on over there. So Alicia goes out to the patio upstairs. She sees these zombies all like, and then they go out to their patios and fall over the edge and land on the ground and they get up and walk away because they're zombies. They can do that. If she did that, she would not make it. Eventually, she would get up again because she would be a zombie then. It's not a weird process. Anyway, she sees them all falling and she's like, oh no. She kind of realizes because they're, they hear the piano and the glass breaking. So they're walking out to their people who had no reason. Like, they're probably all hanging out by the door, like in their hotel rooms, the zombies. Because people were in the hallway, and they just were like, oh, there's no, there's no reason to go onto the patio for them. But now there's a piano, so they're all walking out to the patio and falling over the edge. And obviously, um, Alicia's like, hey, mom, stop it. They're basically screaming at her and doesn't do any good. Um, Nick gives his little snack t- to a little girl, which sounds very creepy if I say it like that. That's the snack he stole from the Raiders. He gives to the little girl. I'm going to keep calling them the Raiders. And he goes, Luciento. And because Luciana said that to him, it means I'm sorry. And this is where Luciana realizes he isn't just a piece of shit who's really selfish. He kind of cares. Um, the doctor, the pharmacist, rather, um, Alejandro, shows Nick that the medicine's almost out. He's like, we're, we're going to be fucked here soon. We can't leave. And he sees that Alejandro has been bitten on his shoulder. And I couldn't decide if it was a fresh wound or something previous. Because it was like, it wasn't rotting. It was like a black void, if that, if that makes sense. Like, it looked like it was, he got bit, and then they took a chunk out of his shoulder to, to clear the wound. But that's like a major section of your body. I don't know if you can do that. It's, it's like if he bit him in the neck. You're, that's, it, that's it for you. You're done. You can't just cut out your neck. I don't know. It just seems like immediate. You have to do it like immediate. Like, the zombie bit him, and then while he's biting him, cut him. 
cut the bite off him. Like a very helpful zombie. I don't know. It just seemed like a weird spot for it. Anyway, he goes, Alejandro goes, you're welcome to stay, but if you ever put my people in danger again, I'll feed you to the wall. And I was like, it's not really a wall when they're all walking around a weird-looking soccer field. And they're not against the wall. You know what I mean? So Madison and Victor get even louder because there's, it's, they're drunk, and it is so fucking stupid to be drunk in this, in this world. Can you, when everyone around you wants to kill you for one reason or another, even if they're not zombies, they're people who are going to want to either rape you or kill you or take your shit or all of the above. Why would you get drunk? I understand if you're like in The Walking Dead when they're in the prison and they're all safe and secure and they kind of have like, they have their, all their exits planned and they have a community a little bit and then they kind of have a, an in and out and a defense system in, in in a perimeter check. They have fences all around them and they can watch. They have guards. This is not that. They are literally the first hour there in this hotel. They, they didn't do any, any type of search or walk around. They just walked right up to the bar and then they get shit faced, completely fucking shit faced and start making noises. I don't care if these characters die at this point because of this. Anyway, they get interrupted from playing the piano and shit because they, Victor starts to see the zombies landing in front of him from the they're hopping, they're jumping off the balcony, and then they go, "Oh, we gotta go!" and they're all shit faced. And then they cut back to this really creepy speech by Alejandro in the he's doing it he's giving it to the town in the church. I think it's the church, and he's just like saying things like, "This is our land. We born here, bathed in the blood." And I was like, "Whoa, what?" And he's like, "He says they're children of the resurrection." I was like, what? This is, are they going to kill themselves? I can't. I still can't decide. And I know that's what they want, the, the people who make the show. They don't want you to know what's really going on in this town because it does feel like something creepy is happening because why did that one guy just like, yeah, I'm just going to walk into this zombie herd? Because even if you were dead and churning, you would not want them to eat you. I'd be like, lock me in this fucking bus, and then when I turn, throw me out there because I won't know then. So that's fine, but don't let them fucking eat me. Holy shit, that's a terrible way to go out. So that's why I said it feels more like a sacrifice for the town. Like, here you go, here you go, zombies. I don't really know. I'm just, I'm just speculating, obviously. Um, I have seen the next episode already because I'm doing this a little late. But they don't really explain it there, so I'm just throwing that out. Um, I haven't seen episode 211 yet, which is out. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Anyway... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out, guys. Um, so, if you're going to do a couple things, do this. I just signed up for Satchel Player. It's where podcasts... You can, it's a, you can download it on your phone. It's a podcast player. And they gave me four things to say, and I'm not going to say any of it because I don't give a shit. So, go to that fucking... Go get, the, go get the podcast player. Satchel. Satchel podcast player. Search for it. And you can get on there, and you can listen to all the podcasts on there, and you can actually donate. Support the podcast you like, even if you don't support mine, whatever, go out there, help the community, do what you got to do. I, I really appreciate anyone who does that. That'd be all fucking awesome. Send me an email. Loitering in Wonderland, loitering in Wonderland at gmail.com. So just, you can donate anything, a dollar, $3, $10. That's what it says right here. I assume you can donate different amounts. I would assume because $3 is fucking weird to donate. That's just a weird amount. I don't know why they went that specific, like two fifty. Like, I think you can do like two seventy seven if you really want to. 
and then down, donate another dollar twenty-five for no fucking reason, just because you can. So the point is, go there, download Satchel. I'm also we're on um, we're on a lot of things, guys. We're on iTunes, obviously. This show's not on YouTube, but my other ones are youtubecom slash Wonderland. Go to loiteringwonderland.com. Go check it out. Um, Stitcher Smart Radio is also what I'm on. All the shows. You can go to the loitingwonderland.com to see all the shows. There's like 10 or 11 of them. Anyway, guys, I'm going to head out. So until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.